Welcome to another Very All USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm joined by Joseph, who is going to be heading over to Spain imminently. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're going to talk about the uh, Valladolid um, match. And there's this team called Barcelona we're playing tomorrow. But we probably need to talk about that game, too. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see where we go from there. But um, anyway, welcome and uh, hope you're Hope you're getting packed. I I am. I'm pretty much all the way there. Uh, you know, I pretty much everything I need. Like, luckily, I had the fortunate sense to uh, go earlier in the year to Spain, uh, just on a vacation trip, not nothing else but that. But like, I could I had a good feel for the country and how it runs and things like that. So uh, I'm not just some first time or newbie to to Spain. I mean, my family's also from there, but still, right. it's it's nice to not be completely like. Uh, anxiety ridden with like oh what's what's it gonna look like what's it gonna be like i you know pretty confident i know what it's gonna look like yeah exactly so um so uh we'll talk about it a little bit later but joseph is going to be going and he's going to spend some time um interning with virial in our i forget what the department is that we call it but basically working for with the club doing um dealing with um social media and and you know international relationships and things like that. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, first of all, we'll get to Valladolid. You said you saw the first hour of it before you had to go to work. And, of course, it was 4 a.m. here in California, so I saw the whole thing on replay. <laughs> I think <laughs> cats got me. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. The cats got me up at 545, and I was really superstitious. I'm like, eh, do I want to check and see the score? Do I want to turn the game on and see? I realized later if I had it, I would have just gotten there in time for the second goal. So, okay. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess I, you know, from I'll tell you what I saw myself. Um, you know, the first, uh, I think, first of all, we were saying last week, we didn't know how they were going to line up if they were going to keep Bakke and keep the exact same formation. Yeah. And I think it, it, it surprised me a little bit that he um, he opted to go with almost the exact same 11. I think save for one. Um, he put Mario yeah. in for, yeah, yeah. In for Pena. Um, you know, which, I mean, that, that that wasn't a bad sub, but I would have expected to be Baca that was the, the one not starting. So I was a little bit surprised by that, but I did understand that maybe he was going with, you know, the whole mantra like, hey, you know, we did get one of our first, you know, best win of the season, our first one of um, against them and you know the lineup worked out and it worked out well so why not try the same thing and see how it goes against a tougher team you know because obviously we know Valdelid is a little bit of a tougher team defensively and in all aspects like, yeah. you know, like you said they do everything almost well uh, so I was a little surprised that he just he opted for Baca up front and you know I, I'm not going to say he, he played a bad game he, he definitely you know he wasn't bad he wasn't bad um could have been a little bit more effective I think but um that's why you saw the changes on in the 60th minute really quick because I think once we saw the first half that it wasn't working I mean we had a couple chances um but nothing really serious mostly a midfield game I mean mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and then in the second half he made the changes and that like everyone says that's exactly when we saw the first any rupture of uh attacking you know into their third and real chances and real opportunities pretty much as soon as he as he put them in. So that's another thing that really impresses me because I think we're starting hopefully to see a really good shift in how Kaye is thinking tactically. Um, you know, the first three or four games we could kind of nitpick and say, hey, this could be better. This could have been, he could have made this change instead of this change. But I think against Leganes, I mean, he got pretty much all of them spot on and against Valladolid even better. So, you know, yeah. I'm really happy with that, that, you know, I hope it's a recurring theme as we come into the games that he's now understanding more and more tactically where he wants to go, he, who he wants to put in, who he's who is going to be most effective. Because I mean, it was incredibly effective. I mean, he saw pretty much immediately into the second half once it started going just like the first half. He said, "Okay, 60th minute, we're putting Toko Kambi and Chukwueze on not long after," and it paid dividends. So I'm, I'm happy that you know seems to be like he's learning from these things and he's getting more effective with his subs. Yeah, I was a little surprised at, at the as you were that Baca started, and I think the thing was it 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 worked out decently for for a bit, but then Salisu, the the young um, yes, the young central defender, 
pretty much marked Baca out of the game. I think that was who, who also a couple people have said we should keep our eye on for ourselves. Yeah, by the way. yeah, I think that was a good point. He's he's a he's I think somebody even mentioned him before the game. They said you know look, keep an eye on this guy. He, he he's pretty good. Young Ghanaian. He's 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 a player who came to Spain through an academy deal in in Ghana and and uh, is you know is playing for Valladolid now. Um, He's 20 years old, so he, you know he he really um, I think I think the thing is Baca is somebody who is pretty much kind of a straight ahead runner, and I think once once um, Salisu figured that out, he kind of figured out how he could how he could mark him out of the game, and he did more and more. Um, so I think that the tactical switch was definitely good. What was interesting, and maybe you know you probably didn't catch this because you had to leave. You know, about the time that, that the first sub came, but just the change in the, in the, um, speed of play and the change in the crowd. I mean, it was like once we got, once Gerard moved from the right wing to up top and once we had a combi in there and once we had, um, Chiguese in there, even before Antaveros, it was like, wow, this, you know, it, it, suddenly everything was turbocharged, you know, and you sort of felt like up till, those subs, Baba de Lead were kind of like, yeah, we're kind of hanging on. We're, we, we, maybe we, we can get out of here with a nil-nil draw. And then once, um, once the changes were made, it was really, um, very clear that, you know, we were, it was going to take something to keep us from scoring. I mean, I think. Yeah, a completely different type of game for sure. Completely different. I mean, as it happened, the, um, you know, the first goal obviously came about through penalty. And I kind of think that was essentially Salisu still kind of reacting to more of a Baca type player where he suddenly had Ontiveros who just did a little shimmy and shake. <laughs> yeah. A little body, a little body fake. And I mean, he completely had him. Yeah. Completely. I, and I had this, had the laugh because it was like, well, you know, after all of these penalties that we argue about, you know, VAR. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was a, that was an old school, no old, doubting it penalty. Old school, take the guy down in the box. No, no argument. <laughs> no question about it. Yeah. Probably one of the only, one of the only penalties of the season that will never be looked at by VAR. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, it's just hilarious. And so, um, Masip, who, who, you know, has been kind of our, I mean, last year he was, he, he was just stoned us in this match. He was incredible. Um, when, when he played in the Ceramica against us and, and dang, I mean, he guessed right on Santi's penalty. And if that hadn't been a perfect penalty, <laughs> You know, yeah, we, yeah, so, which which I think is good as well because that's I believe that's his first goal of the season, right? Yeah, I um, think. So, or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. You know, it's good. It's good to get him confident because you know, I mean, he's not going to score all the time, but he is our penalty taker. So, like, yes. you never know what what if we're holding Barca next game, this coming game to a zero zero draw, and we get a penalty. Um, and you know, he steps up to the plate and it's his first penalty of the season against Ter Stegen. Like, I'd rather have him warmed up and confident than like, oh, this is my first penalty of the season. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm always happy that he's our penalty taker, and anytime you know you get to practice that and really put it in, you're like it's, it's happy for me. Yeah, it's actually his second goal of the season. He scored one. Yeah, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know if he had scored. Ten, yeah, ten, I was thinking like the one I didn't know because we put we put up four in that one. I was like, I think he might have scored in that one. But yeah, I think something else that the, the commenter said that I thought was interesting was um the style of play that we played in the first half, and like somebody said that that was Marcelino ish. And I thought I thought it was quite quite funny actually because you know he has a point and um and I think somebody else said this is how we should play moving forward like you know we're playing I, I mentioned against Levante you know we played some beautiful football against some of these teams stringing together really nice passes and attacking but I think we kind of saw like against Granada as well who we can debate later whether now that four four draw looks really good or not but mm. uh, right. I, I think overall you know, were playing some really nice attacking football but we weren't getting results I mean. Two draws and a loss, a comeback loss, looked really bad, even though we were playing beautifully. And, I mean, you could say through the first 60, 65 minutes, I mean, we played a boring type of game. I mean, we were putting together some decent passing, but nothing really threatening them. Um, no clear-cut opportunities. So yeah. you could say, I mean, they, but they didn't really have some either besides hitting the woodwork, I think, a little bit later. So it was kind of a boring, sluggish game. But at the end of the day, we waited, we're really patient, and we got a result. So I think it's there to say that maybe there's a debate up now as the style we should play. Maybe I don't know your thoughts on it, but 
you know, we don't have to play so beautifully and attacking and really nice if it means we're going to get the result by playing a little bit more boring and a little bit more, you know, midfield box to box. Yeah, I think I don't. I mean, Marcelino's style was very much counterattacking, and we weren't really trying to do that. But I do think that there's a there's a certain in the Granada and Levante matches, particularly, there was a certain sort of hell for leather. You know, we're going to play fast. We're going to make a fast pass. Oh, if it didn't go, you know, if it's not completed, and suddenly there's a counter against us, we've got to get back, kind of thing. Um, it felt to me like in the um, the first couple of games of the season, there was a lot of that where we would, we would kind of, it was almost like we had a diagram in our minds of how we're going to just go forward and, and attack. And, and now it feels like we're spending more time actually analyzing the defense, the, the team against us on the pitch and maybe playing a little slower and maybe a little more carefully. Um, I, I thought that we, um, you know, it was, it was fine in my mind to try what Kaleha did against Valladolid. It, but yeah, the first half and really the first 60 minutes was pretty much, um, hit and miss. I mean, we should have had a goal that was called chalked off for, yeah. Instant. See, I saw that one in real time and I was like, um, so no. Sammy called the, the whistle beforehand. It's not like you can really review anything once you call yeah, the whistle. Exactly. You know, I, would, I would like to see. That's the case where I like to see, let it play, and then you know call it back and call a foul in the box. No harm. They probably wouldn't even give him a card for it if they called the foul back. So, you know, yeah. I don't see any reason why they couldn't have just let it play. But if you thought it was that egregious, then all right. Yeah, I mean, I think, but but I think the first half, the first sixty minutes was basically. Pretty even, pretty much, but, but what it did seem and that over the, the, after the one play where Sandro had that shot that hit the woodwork for them, they really retreated after that. Even before we made the subs, it felt like we were taking control of the game after that. And then once, once we changed formation, once we put, you know, put Gerard up top and, and really went to a, to a more of a, a game where we were suddenly opening them up with runs from Ikambi and from uh, Chukwese, then that, then it was like, okay, if we don't win this, this is, you know, I mean, we're, yeah, yeah. We, you know, and I think that's another important thing to think about because I mean, both of these last two games, um, I think are easily games that we would have drawn probably, you know, drawn against Leganes probably, and maybe drawn or lost against Valladolid last season, not putting them away, you know, going 0-0 into halftime or something, and then, you know, coming out with no, no desire to really, like, score or missing clear-cut opportunities and then getting scored on in the 70th, 80th minute and, you know, settling for a draw or a loss. Those, these were definitely two couple of games that it could have happened, so, uh, last season, I mean, so, yeah. you know, I think, it's, I think it's interesting that this season we won them. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like this time we, I mean, the, the body language of the team, the, of the players, the, um, you know, just overall, it, it was a much more comfortable feeling. I think once we, once we took the lead, it seemed the only time I really remember Valladolid doing much was when we kind of had a couple of giveaways and in injury time and both yeah. teams were very tired. It was very hot. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I think there's, but the second, but then the second goal was just, I mean, you know, yeah. oh, to, oh, to be that young and that talented and make that, <laughs> and look up and make that pass. That's, you know, and, and it's just awesome because he's one of those guys that, you know, like, I think, like you said, every time he touches the ball, the crowd in the stadium just like are so excited to see what's going to happen. And, yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's not every day that you, you have a player like that, like, oh, he gets subbed on and he just makes that lightning quick impact usually. Um, I think the only game this season we could say that he was neutralized in was the game against Granada because they had a really speedy left back, I think. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, no, no, against, I didn't believe it was against Madrid, Mendy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mendy, yeah, sorry, Mendy pretty much, yeah. Yeah, other, and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that was, a, uh, watching that is like, oh, you know, if I need to, if I need to see, you know, what, what the, if I need to see the difference between an incredible, you know, a really quality player and an average player, you know, watch. It would be that. That watch that because that's you know, and, and credit to Ontiveros too. I mean, he's you know running in from the back 
from the you know to the far post. I mean, he he also recognizes it, but you know, it's like I mean, I I I think I think that um, Samu must have ice water in his nerves or something in his in his in his bloodstream because you know he's just you look at the replay and he's just like yeah I'm just kind of go oh 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 yep okay Ca- casually casual really casual really casual ca- as you like and casually makes it in the back post and then it's it's there <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh, yeah. So anyway, if anybody from Liverpool or any teams like that are listening to this, forget what we just said. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's every time I, you know yeah. the articles are already starting, and you know at, at our expense, sadly, because the better he does for us, you know, the more attention any player gets. So you know, it's like I want him to do so well, but at the same time, it's like I know other clubs will be like, well, that's why we want him. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, but I, I think that so I think now going into this, um, taking that and running with it. Um, do you believe he should start next game? Because I think a lot of people were saying, wow, wow, why did he not start this game? I think uh, we just addressed that by saying maybe Kaeha wanted to play the same, almost the same 11 and see, hey, can this get me the same result? Which up to 60 minutes, I think you saw it, it really wasn't. Um, we had a couple, like I said, a couple chances, but you know, yeah. I, I think that he stuck with it for as long as he could to see what he had in that particular 11, and then he put Samu in. But I think a lot of people were saying, you know, well, he should have started this game. He should have started next game, you know? So what do you think? I think he, I think he starts against Barcelona, but I think it's partly that I think, I think Calejo, when he was looking at the lineup for Saturday, was also had an eye toward Tuesday. And I think he's looking at, at Barcelona and thinking that, you know, Samu scored against Barcelona last year. Jordi Alba is out for them. Injured, yes, yes. So, I mean, it's like, you know, you want to give the guy, and it's a big, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a big opportunity. I mean, I, I think he starts, Tuesday. I think he does. I, I, ho- I hope he does. The only thing I'm also worried about with that is we were just mentioning what neutralizes him best, and I think that you know they have a they have um, Semedo, um, yeah. And I think obviously, and even Firpo. Firpo isn't the most you know he isn't extremely quality yet for that squad, but I think the one thing he is he's a pacey one for sure. And I think um, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a little that that either one could present problems. Um, Problem definitely for him. But you know, I think I think that's not. It's not the worst thing in the world, though. I mean, if, if you if you start him, and I mean, in a sense, it's like, yeah, that person neutralizes him, but on the other hand, that occupies them too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think probably I see us going with more of a. I, I mean, okay, so now we're moving into talking about the the Barcelona exactly. game. Exactly. Um, I see us going with more of a lineup. Closer to what we had in the second half um, against Valladolid, mostly because I think we know when we look at Barcelona. I mean, this is a team that this is a team that controls possession. You know, even when they lose. Um, yeah, and even away from home, so not they're at home. Yeah, yeah. This is a team that controls possession. So you historically, the way that you get at them is to take advantage of your quick breaks, take advantage of your, of speed where, where you suddenly are able to open up something. Um, you know, the Granada, the first goal of the game was basically like that, where Granada, um, kind of came forward. There was one miscue from, um, a Barcelona player that kind of let the play develop. And then, you know, and it's just like lightning, lightning, bam, because you know, you can't play. You're not going to get 50% of the possession. You're not going to get a lot of midfield control. You're not going to get a lot of um, calls in your favor when it comes to 50-50 balls. So you're going to have to go with the, you know, when you can get the ball and get a through pass to somebody really quick, that's what you're going to have to do. So I think. Yeah, and I, it definitely will be, I think, a game, obviously, against any big team of whether we take our chances or not. I do believe that. We're going to get those chances, no doubt. Um, we're going to have a clear-cut opportunity, one or two, and it's just about who puts that away. You know, if Toko Kambi's in and he gets that chance, I mean, a lot. Of, we've always been talking about the fact that if he could finish a little bit better, he'd be absolutely world-class, um, you know, yeah. world-beater. So so that that's what I'm really focused on. I think those opportunities will come, and it's just going to be on if we take them or not. Uh, I mean, you can say that for every team against a big team on whether they finish it or not, but I think it's especially true – you know, we'll, we'll obviously get into talking about it, but, you know, Barcelona are going to come out swinging after dropping one at, at Granada and then in bad fashion too. They did, they did, just did not deserve to win that they game. They did not. Yeah. That was, that was, that was one of the rare cases where a 2-0 loss for Barcelona on the road was probably an accurate reflection of the play, I think. And that's, yeah. 
that's quite that's quite something. So let's take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about Barcelona the Barcelona match a little more, and also kind of some of the players that have have been impressing us most in, against Valladolid, and that we think might do well against Barcelona. So here's a little bit of a break, and we'll be back. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think but Barcelona is um, one thing we've seen this year. I mean, even in the games they've won at home. They've, they've played two games at home. they won both of them five to two. So you know from that two that the other team is getting opportunities. You also know that Villarreal have been scoring multiple goals for quite a number of games now. I forget how many it is, but it's, but it's an impressive number. So you know we're going to get an opportunity to score. The question is going to be um, – can we keep can we keep Barcelona? Yeah, can we keep them from yeah. scoring? Yeah, yeah, and I think the I think the problem here is that I mean, frankly, this is a game where Barcelona they really need to not just beat us; they need to dominate. Or beat us badly, yeah, badly to make their. I mean, because Valverde is under fire. You know, I mean, I don't put a lot of faith in in the Barcelona fan base that, you know, want to spend billions of dollars and whatnot. And, but, but, you know, you look at what they say and it's like, well, you know, Valverde is, is, needs to be fired. Busquets, I mean, they do have a lot of people in their early thirties, you know, Busquets, Piquet, for example. And it's like the question that they're asking is, is the, are these people actually being replaced? I mean, I think it was, I think it was noticeable last season and I think it's more noticeable this season, partly because he hasn't been around that this team, this Barcelona team really relies on Leo Messi and for all the money that they've spent and all the people they've talked about attracting and all the people they have attracted, um, you know, I, I was shocked when I went back and looked at the impact of Messi on the on games against Villarreal, it's like before he became a regular in 2008, it was a much more even series at the camp. Now, since he became a regular starter, we haven't won there. And and I think back and I'm thinking, yep, remember last season when we were you know in the home game in Villarreal, we're ahead four two. What happens? Messi scores a free kick. You know there are. Messi has, is, has always been the guy that they can count on to bail them out. I think Chavi to some extent before that, but, but Messi really. And so with, with him, if he's not able to perform at top, at top, you know, messiness, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, you know, admittedly a, a world away from the rest of us, you know, now suddenly Barcelona are, I mean, they, they're a little bit of a panicky mode because that's been their go-to for so long. Now, having said that, he's probably starting for the first time this year. You know, I think he usually does play well against us. I think he probably will. Um, but it's interesting that you look at the you, – you're starting to see as a neutral and certainly as a if, if you're a Barcelona fan – you're starting to ask, are some of these cracks really papered over or is the paper beginning to split? Um, yeah, you know, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Piquet, uh, yeah, no. Piquet, for example, had six yellow cards all last year. He already has four in five matches. What does that tell you? Catching up to him. Yeah. And he's 32, right? 31, yeah. 32. Yeah. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe he's a year younger than Ramos. Ramos is 33. Yeah, right. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of this game, you know, I think if, I think if, I think if Barcelona had, had played decently against Granada, I'd probably be saying, as I said in the, in my preview, yeah, you know, we could maybe get a point out of this. As it is, I think, I think, um, Barcelona are really going to be. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to, I think we're going to play very hungry. But I think they're going to play even hungrier, like you said, because of where, you know, that, that's what really gets me is that you see a, a performance like that from Barcelona with, you know, with Messi in the squad. You've seen that once in the like the last once or twice in like the last like 10 years. And most of those have come like in the, in the last two Champions League campaigns, yeah. uh, unfortunately for them. But I think like you don't you don't ever see a performance like that from them, really, where they just look 
you know, not like Barcelona. They're not even at all playing like the Barcelona anybody has known. Um, So I think it's really actually unfortunate for us because of the fact that since that game happens once every 20 years, it just happened to happen the the week before us. And Granada got that win really well-deserved, like I said. I mean, I think looking back on it now, that that 4-4 draw at home doesn't look too bad at all if they really are that talented. Um, But, you know, for me, it's like they got that win against them. And now, like you said, they're completely under fire. I mean, you have to think that Valverde feels the heat for sure. And that he's going to put out, a, you know, an extremely strong lineup. With that being said, I do think that, you know, uh, I had heard they asked the game to be postponed by a day because of um, a couple players traveling to the the best, you know, the FIFA's the best awards uh, today. Oh, huh. You know, uh, yeah, I, I'd seen a little report about that um, through some Spanish channels on Twitter, so I found that interesting. They asked it to be moved to tomorrow, you know, to Wednesday, I believe. Um, oh. But I think La Liga had denied that, um, obviously. And so I think, you know, because Dijon, Messi, and Ter Stegen had traveled, you know, today. Right. Um, well, so yeah. they would be traveling back. So I don't know how that affects what Valverde wants to do, but I don't think it stops yeah. him from saying, you know, I'm on the, I'm, I, it is, the seat is getting hotter. And if you lose at home to us, no matter what the game is, even if they deserve to win it, if we pull out the win, um, against the team they fully expect to beat, I mean, yeah, that, that could be his job, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. no doubt. You know, and for now, the players have his back. I mean, Messi come, has came out and say, hey, listen, we as players need to do better. It has nothing to do with his coaching or his tactics. We need to do better. So, you know, Messi still has his back, and that's very important for the team and the rest of the team to keep going and keep fighting for him. But I think that, you know, I think he's a smart enough guy to know that now is the time um, to go out with the big guns and go all out and really, yeah. like you said, not just beat us, but sadly try to em- attempt to embarrass us to get that feel back for Barcelona that, hey, we are still Barcelona and, you know, yeah. we're still going to play like we do at the camp now, our beautiful brand of football and stuff. So, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm a little, I'm still confident because like I had asked us, you know, I'd asked you, Alan, a couple of weeks ago, I said, how important is it for us to get these two wins against Valladolid and against Legan? It's two teams that we thought, hey, we should beat. We should beat, you know, maybe not convincingly, but we should definitely beat them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, more so Leganes than Valladolid, but regardless, um, I wanted to go into the Barcelona game with two wins, and they gave me that, and they gave it to me pretty convincingly as well. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm riding on a little bit of a wave of a confidence going into the Barcelona game, saying, just like we did with Real earlier in the season, this team is ripe for the picking. It, it is a talented squad, but like you said, many players on the wrong side of 30, um, possibly catching up with them. And, you know, I think that if now, you know, now is the time. Messi, you don't know how exactly how fit he is. You know, he might start, but it does not mean he's 100%. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I think now it is a time that is ripe for maybe getting a point off them and hopefully more. But I think it's just very, very unfortunate that, you know, their once in a millennium loss like that happened the week before us. So. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. I, I do think that it's interesting. The, um, Barca Blagranas, the, um, our, our sister site, so to speak, the, the, Barcelona site at SB Nation. I read their preview of the game where basically the writer said, you know, I'd love to do all this tactical analysis and everything, but I'm just so frustrated with Barcelona. But he said, you know, I know what's going to happen. They're going to win like 5-1 or something and <laughs> and keep Valverde's job. And he said, you know, I just want Valverde gone. And yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole Valverde thing because I don't really care. Um, uh, you know, I don't know and I don't care, but I do think that was kind of interesting, but it's like, um, yeah, the feeling is that this is the one thing that might help us is the fact that it is a midweek game. So you won't get quite the crowd at the camp now that you normally would. Um, but it's I also feel like we're playing with house money. It's like we we we're actually ahead of them in the table for the, you know, which is never happens. And we're coming off two good wins and we're two good shutout wins, you know, we're basically playing with house money. So if, so if Kaleha wants to, um, you know, do some changes in his lineup, I'm sure the back five will be the same, but you know, whether, what he does with the front six, I don't know. You know, if he wants to change some things up, it's fine with me. If he wants to try to, I think one common criticism that we've had over the years has been that Virial sometimes we always put out our strongest team against Barcelona. We're not always other teams do, or we, or we, and I'm not saying we shouldn't put out a strong team, but I, but I certainly think we have room to 
um, kind of play around here and basically say, you know what, if we go in here and we lose, it's not the big, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and I think, like I said, it's so so important that we got these two wins beforehand because I I really won't, you know, I'm going to ask you for your prediction and your lineup in a, in a couple seconds, but before that, I'm just going to say, you know, no matter what happens, I think that you know, getting these two wins against two teams we might we we have blown it against the year before. Um, I think was really important. So I think the team the team really won't feel too bad. I think the team knows as well. Like, hey, like this is Barcelona. They just got off a pretty bad loss. They are going to come out full swinging. You know, I think the team understands that we're going to give it all we got and we're going to go hard and we're riding on a good wave of confidence or house money, like you said. Um, and I think no matter what happens, I think that we'll hold our heads high. Um, you know, I think, you know, personally, um, I just it's all going to depend on. Out, out of the gate how we come. So often, you know, you're going to see Barcelona run rampant in the first 10, 15 minutes, really attacking, really throwing it at us, really wanting to step down on the idea, hey, we are still Barcelona. We will not be bossed around, especially at home. You know, because their loss, you know, did come away on the road, understandable. But I think they're really going to take that first 15 minutes to boss us around and really throw it at us. So I think it's going to depend on how we react to that, how we gather ourselves, how we calm ourselves. And it's really going to be a good test to see, you know, where the team's mentality is at. Because like we've been talking about um, the last, you know, last couple of games, we've seen a really good mentality, a really good patience out of them. And I'm really excited about that. So, you know, uh, if we can keep that mentality and we can weather the storm, which will come, we will, like I said, have our opportunities. And it's just about whether put them aware or not to see, um, you know, we'll go from there. I think for me, I'll, I'll go with you. What, what's your prediction and the lineup you would like to see? Well, I'm going to talk about the lineup first. Um, okay. I think lineup. Okay, the back four. I think with Mario dropping out of the of the call, I think Pena is starting it right back for sure. So we got you, you know. So I think the back four we know. Um, I, I think Albiol and Powell. I don't think we get Yunus Mori in there. Um, Albiol, I think, is the key. He played really well against Valladolid. I, I've been very been impressed with him overall. He's going to be the key in the back line because he's the guy with experience who's used to facing players um, of Barcelona quality before um, over his career. And so I think he's going to be the guy that needs to be strong back there. Asenjo and goal, same way. Um, we did not include Trigueros in the call-up, which is not really surprising I'm thinking probably if, if Ibora is okay, he would kind of kind of limped out of the game on Saturday. Yeah, they they included him in the squad, so I'm hoping that means that he's good. Yeah, I think I think Anguisa definitely plays. I think probably probably and probably it's a four-two-three-one with like Anguisa and Ibora and Ibora in the middle, and then you've got uh, let's see, probably. Chukwese and Ikambi and Santi as your middle three, and then Gerard up top. And I think Gerard, to me, the two players that are really the key for us, if, if that's the lineup that we choose, Albiol in terms of dealing with um, with the, with the attacks that Barcelona is going to throw at us, and I think Gerard because he's been. He's been very good um, defensively when he's been called on to be. He's made, but he's also been that kind of outlet guy that when we need to relieve the pressure um, and, and get the ball up front and start an attack of our own. I mean, if you look back at the play before the second, I guess before a second goal at Valladolid, you see that where it's like he's the guy who really worked incredibly hard to win the ball, keep it, keep it in, win, a, and then win a throw that ultimately leads to the goal. And I think he's. He's got to be the guy, quite apart from scoring goals, which I hope he does, he's got to be the guy who really helps out defensively and helps out on the, um, on the, on the control there. Because I think we, we probably, um, are looking at, at, at a lineup like that would be my guess. And as far as prediction, <laughs> I'm going to, as I, as I wrote in the preview, I mean, my heart says, you know, but we, I'd love for us to come away with a point, you know, I think maybe like two or one, one, something like that. Um, realistically, it's, it's kind of, I disagree with you to an extent. I think it's really more up to Barcelona than it is us. Yeah. I will come in and play well. I think the question is, what is Barcelona going to be like? And if Barcelona is firing on all cylinders and they get crowd behind them and they get the breaks from the referee that they usually get when they get the crowd behind them, 
then probably they would too. If <laughs> if uh, <laughs> we can take a lead and hold it for a while, because if you look at if you look at their two home games, they they basically in one of them they basically scored a bunch of goals real quick. In the other one, I think Betty scored first, but then they came back. Yes. With, so, yeah, they came back and destroyed them, actually. So the, so the thing really is going to be, if you can take a lead, if you can take a lead against them, the, the two ways you can get something out of this are, number one, you can take a lead against them and you can hold that lead for a while so that, so that they start, quite, you know, kind of getting frustrated. Or the other thing is, kind of like what happened last year, which was not a very good game overall for either team, but, um, you know, if you can keep it nil-nil, for a while, you're, you know, you, you fancy your chances. Last year, what happened was we didn't play that well. They didn't play well either, but we didn't, we didn't really push. Um, this was in the middle of our, you know, our, our non-winning streak. Um, this year, I think we'll, I think we'll be, we're a much better team. Um, you know, but this is again a game when it, when you look at the start of the season and you're predicting how many points you're going to get at the end of the year. Nobody in their right mind is is putting down. We're going to get points in the camp now, so you know we do exactly. We do what we do. Oh, so, yeah. Your- I mean, for me, for me, I mean, I, I pretty much almost agree with you exactly on the lineups. I think that you know you got to have a combi in there, and I think it's going to be most important for Albiol to stay really confident and calm and collected, especially when they start throwing in crosses into the box or they're playing through the middle, and that he doesn't get caught. Um, flat-footed especially because, you know, they just like to do those little one-twos and, and you know, he's not the yeah. fastest guy. So yeah. all it's going to take is for him to just for a second bite and not be able to recover as quick as another, like maybe Pal could or something like that and just get caught out. So, you know, as long as he stays confident and calm and knows, you know, where their runs are coming from and what's going to happen and what they're trying to do, um, I, I think, you know, that's what we'll, what I'll be looking at the most. Um, I think another important one is Ruben Pena, how he links up the play. <laughs> Uh, from his, from his, you know, back, because he's been really good at doing that. Um, so I'm hoping he can continue doing that. And then, yep, I hope Ibora is, you know, healthy enough to start, because I think that's also in a good person as well in the midfield that can come back and forth. Because they'll obviously, and then, I, you know, I agree with you. I think that I would start Gerard up front, because I think what he gives you, not just, you know, offensively, but defensively, like we saw against Valladolid, he doesn't have to score to have an impact on the game anymore. And that's the mark of a really, really good player. Um, you know, someone that you still feel them in the game. You might not score, but I felt Gerard all game against Valdelid, really putting in a lot of work, kind of running back and forth and trying and holding up play when he could and defensively as well when the, you know, um, it was really impressive to see. And then, um, you know what? I would go to Kwesi on the wing and then I would go on to Veros on the other, to be honest with you. Um, that, that's just mine. I think that, you know, like, like I keep saying, I think besides that little mistake against Madrid, every time he's come on, he's been a nice little spark plug. And yeah. I think that, you know, with that being said, I think we expect Barcelona to come out and really attack us. So, you know, I'm, you know, I think it's for me, it's time to give him another start, I think, and see what he can really do. I mean, it it is going to be a really tough test. But like you said, um, I think that for me, then now is the time to see put him in and see what he can do and see if that spark plug can go beyond just 15, 20 minutes of a sub action. You know, see if he can sustain the play because, you know, that, that's that's what I would like to see for me. Um I think prediction-wise, I'm going to take what you said and roll off that, but a little bit differently. Um, like you said, there's two ways to get something out of this. Hopefully, we score early and hold on. I don't see that happening. In fact, I almost hope we don't score early. I think scoring early will really, really get them agitated. And I think that you'll see like a Betis game where they, they're they yeah. going to say, okay, this this is the time. Like this, We are down 1-0, maybe even 2-0. Now, it is now or never, like... Then I think you will see them spring into action. If Messi, for whatever reason, is not starting, you'll see him get thrown in there and just start plowing balls into the middle, into people, to the sides, and link, really linking up play, obviously, like he does well. So um, for me, I really hope we don't score early. That's just my opinion. I hope it's more of a game. And I, I might sound crazy, but I, I hope they score first. And I'll tell you why. I, I hope they score first because I think that they're gonna they're gonna take that goal. And they're going to get a little bit too comfortable. They're going to say, okay, we, we came here. We're winning. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. You know, the fans are happy. You know, even if they're playing good football and they're only up 1-0, I think that they might start to get a little bit comfortable. Mm. And, um, mm. and I think that's when we can take our opportunities and our chances. You know, me personally, like I said, I think us going up early, I think is something I wouldn't like to see just because of the, not that I don't think we can hold the lead, but I think they're just really going to flip that switch and say, 
this is the time. Like, we cannot afford to lose this game. Um, so I, I hope that we can keep that tie and then score, you know, before the half maybe or into the second half and come out with a 1-1 draw, hopefully. Or, you know, okay. even if they score first, we draw, we, you know, we keep that 1-0 of them over us until maybe, you know, late into the second half and then make our move and, you know, tie the game and get a point out of it. That, that's, what be, that's what my hope and my prediction would be. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say one one if I'm being really optimistic, or two or three one them if you know if they're really getting things yeah. going. Yeah. Unf- okay. Unfortunately, of course. Unfortunately. Well, let's face it. I mean, you know, with the, with the team, with the players they've got, if they're all, you know, if if you throw the lineups on the field, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like the lineup, but you know, we don't have. You know, we don't have Griezmann, we don't have Messi, we don't have Suarez. I mean, come on, let's be obvious. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think if it really is, but, but I think the thing, I keep coming back to the fact that with both Barcelona and Real Madrid, I mean, Real Madrid did not play well against us. I think, I think my big regret, I was happy to get a point, but boy, we, that was a game we could have. Yeah, it was. And that's when it was definitely that. You know, it's like normally when we play Madrid and we draw, I was like, what a heroic effort to draw. That was a game we could have won. And I think, and I think, you know, both Barcelona and Madrid are, you know, maybe for different reasons, who knows, are, you know, when I started working with the blog in 2010 was sort of the height of, you know, Messi and Ronaldo going crazy. Well, you know, Ronaldo has left and Messi is now 32 or whatever. And you wonder, you want to, you know, football is a team game and you want to think that one player doesn't make that much impact. But boy, I don't know. I mean, it just watching Barcelona without Messi, at least on the road this season has been, they've been pretty dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. Very, uh, open to getting draws or even losses. I mean, there's some games. Oh, so soon, I mean, was one away from home. I watched that game mostly and, you know, Osasuna had many chances to, to actually win that game instead of just dying it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll, like you said, I think you were telling me it'll come down to crowd who shows up. I mean, you know, it's a Wednesday, you know, it's a Tuesday night game. I don't know how many people will be out there, especially, you know, I mean, we're not exactly a marquee matchup for them. So, um, you know, nope. it'll be interesting to see, uh, who we, shows up. Yeah, we are, though, we are a team that gives them that they tend to, we're not a marquee matchup in the sense of or, or Real Madrid or, or even Valencia, but we are a tough matchup and one of those games that they kind of, I think when they look at their home schedule, they sort of circle us as, yeah, we need to put a good team out here because we can't just assume we're going to get three points. We, we come to play. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So let's switch bases now that we've covered the Barcelona game and talk about First of all, your your very poor planning and not arriving in time to go to the Barcelona game. Ah, uh, you don't have to tell me. I was actually, like I said, I was hoping that they, when their request to move it to Wednesday yeah. night had been approved, and you know yeah. I get lucky, but uh, but yeah, sadly, sadly not. Yeah. So tell tell everybody about what you're going to be doing and for the next what couple of months. Yeah, I'll be there a couple of months. Um, you know I gonna go there and i'm gonna work in the, like you said probably the international relations department or more so the, the marketing or uh, social media it really just depends on um, you know what you already know how to do and what you're able to do for the club and that's of course where they can probably fit you in and where you can help out somebody that has absolutely no skills you know cannot do as much as someone who has a little bit more so luckily uh, i'm almost done with university pretty close to it so taking a lot of business classes a lot of marketing classes as well and i'm also pretty good on excel and spreadsheet and powerpoint and all this type of stuff so uh, I've yet to know exactly what my position title will be, but, you know, as I've always told them, I'm just happy to be there and happy to help out in any way and get a lot of experience, you know, for a good club. I think here in the United States, it's, it's you know, very, very, very competitive, of course. Anyone will know that. Um, any young person <laughs> under 30 will know that. Uh, it's it's very competitive now. So I was just happy to get the opportunity and happy that I found it. Um, so I'll arrive in there tomorrow and I'll, I'll meet with them the next day and, you know, see how I can help out and see what I can do. And I'll be there about a little bit until a little bit before Thanksgiving. Okay. But 
you know, luckily, luckily it's not my first time in Spain. So like I said, I'm not too nervous or anxious about it, but you know, I'm really excited and really happy. Like I said, to be working for an awesome club and a very well run club as well. I think that's, that's a very important thing as well. Yeah. You could be, I mean, you're going to be living in Valencia. You could be wandering into the, uh, Valencia football club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <way> oh, to- <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, um, and I should mention to people that, that don't know that, that, um, so the Real have generally had a, um, international intern. I know that at least the last few years, I, I, I know when I went to, um, the match at Liverpool, I, I, um, ended up meeting one of the fellows who, who had, who had done it, um, before and, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good way for you to get experience and it's a good way for the club to get some, to get some, um, you know, good, good quality work, um, without, you know, having to hire somebody full time to do it. Um, and, it, and the, I think it'll be fun because you'll, as we, you know, we talked to Thomas and Lucy, the, um, the English side is, um, of, of things is, is they've up quite a bit over the last couple of years. So, so that's good. And the team overall, I think right now is, um, there's a, you know, the, the Virial ladies, um, won again at the weekend. So they're three and O in this first, you know, venture in this new division that, that they got promoted to that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, you know, the B and C teams are doing well. There's a lot of, um, emphasis in the club, I think, on, on the, on the Cantera results, on the relationships in the community. I think you'll find it really interesting. I think you'll, I think you'll learn a lot more than just the first team because that's what we all tend to focus on, of course, for obvious reasons. But Virial as a, as a team and as a, you know, they've always been about much more than that. So I think you'll get to enjoy that. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really, really like them. I think most of all, I'm really excited to be working for a team like them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think it'd be different with all due respect to Valencia, um, club de football Valencia. But I think that, you know, they're a different type of club, a bigger club, albeit, but it's just, it's, uh, there's something more special about working for, you know, a team like this, where it's, it almost feels like, like you said, like it's, they don't have to be the biggest club in the world, but they take pride in more than just their first team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really like in the community as well, they really make a difference. And, you know, I've read a lot of awesome articles, um, about, you know, what they do, how they bring like some, some kids. I think I saw on their Twitter account that Moy Gomez and, uh, oh, yeah. Katia had, had painted their faces yellow for, uh, uh, an organization with kids with cancer that they bring to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of organizations do that, but like I said, it's just so cool to see a club, uh, you know, pertaining to their roots and really doing things like that. And, you know, to get involved in anything like that is, is, is really cool and really awesome. It makes you proud to work for some, you know, a place like that. So I'm happy to see, I'm happy to see how they're run and what they do. And, you know, after I'm done, take it back here and apply that after I graduate and hopefully, you know, get in a job with an organization down here. Or, you know, I, I honestly wouldn't be opposed to working in Europe either one day. Oh yeah, that would, be, that would not be bad. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Not at all. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be a really good experience for you. And um, you know, we'll. It'll be nice for us having somebody that, you know, I can I can email you over there and say, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I thought I email um, uh, Lucy and Thomas and and get emails from them pretty regularly. It'll, it'll be good to have another contact over there. So. Um, there may be a couple of things that I ask you to do on our behalf. Um, of course, of course. I, I think, I think our banner needs, if it's, if it's still around, we need to get a new one, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take a picture. I'll hold it up for you at one of the games. Like, I gotta support. Uh, yeah. I gotta support the blog. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so you're gonna be heading out and tomorrow and you'll be there, um, until, as you said, just before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Actually, I said I'd be coming back, like, uh, during the international break. On in November, so about about mid November, I'll be back and yeah, so, I'll probably be right back here with you. Yeah, so I was going to say, so what we'll do while you're when you're back is is do a podcast with you, but I I you know want to let you do Virial stuff when you're in Virial. Um and I th- I put the call out earlier in the year for for um you know people who are regular contributors on the blog to on commenters to um you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have a few of them on. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, we can kind of yeah, find. Yeah, 
you, you, you guys, you guys got to step up because, uh, you know, I read a lot of awesome commenters on your site, man, and they really give me a lot to think about. And I take that and I take it here and I just talk about it. And it's really cool because so many, you know, you can't ever pretend to be the smartest one in the room or the one that knows the most. I will never pretend to be that person. But it's, it's really cool to take info from other people and build off that and give yourself talking points and say, wow, you know, I, re- I really didn't think of that or wow, that, that's, yeah. that's completely accurate. And, you know, I took one today and I said, hey, like, would you guys rather us play a little bit more boring football but get results or would you rather we try to play like we have against Levante or, you know, uh, Granada but not not necessarily still revert back to last season's draws or maybe yeah. loses in the last yeah. minute or something. So, you know, like commenters, they always give me that stuff to think about and, I mean, I hope you guys uh, listen to this, and I hope you guys step up for Allen because you know, yeah, you know, he. We got to keep doing this. We got, yeah, that's right. And I think it's it's interesting. I, I have a couple of people lined up, and I I think one of them anyway has been a, has been around for a long time. I've got to ask him exactly how long he's been on the site, but um, but yeah, it's um, it is interesting, and I think. Part of what's, um, I mean, Villarreal is always a club. It, it's different when you follow Villarreal compared to a team like Barcelona because, you know, Barcelona, you can have a style of play and basically you can, every year you can go out and you can find new players to play that style of play. We are, you know, always going to be a team that is a stepping stone to the, the, the really big teams. And our success has come from when we, when we sort of, been able to find the players who we could sort of um, hitch our wagon to, you know, whether and, you know, however we got them, whether it was, you know, players who just didn't didn't seem to settle where they were, like Forlan or Raquel May, or whether it was finding the diamond in the rough, like um, Bakambu, for example, um, you know, We've always been a team that has that has um, been a lot of fun to watch and been a lot of fun to follow. It's been a, it's been a it's a bumpy ride, but it's a fun ride, and I think that yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. I think yeah, you know. yeah. But I but I you know but like I said, like going for a club that isn't Barcelona or Real Madrid that makes it all the more special with the bumps because you know it's not like we just go out and drop you know or real madrid ask and drop one billion dollars to fix our problems you know we really you know we have <laughs> we have to you know we have to work through our problems and really try to develop our talent or get people you know that other clubs might not normally look at steal clubs steal people from other clubs even you know chukwesi being one of them mm-hmm. um but uh you know i, I think that that's what makes it all the more proud to be the club like we're not just somebody that we can say oh let's wait till the summer and you'll buy a hazard or We'll buy Mbappe. Like it's it's not like that, and I think that's more um, reflection, more of a reflection of real world football. That's what makes me happy because you know it's 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 how many clubs around the world operate. It's how ninety five percent of the clubs around the world operate. They can't afford or they don't want to go out. They don't want to spend a billion dollars on just one guy or two guys. You know they want to build around them and find diamonds in the rough and mold them as people, not just soccer players. And I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I think it it is too. Anyway, we'll wrap it up for this time and, um, we'll let, we'll let Joseph, uh, finish whatever packing he has left to do and let him (laughs) get off off to Valencia and Virial in the morning. So, um, anyway, good luck. And for Alan and Joseph and Virial USA, thanks for listening. Thank you so much, guys. I'll, I'll be back soon. All right. In Devan Virial. In Devan.